0: Six I'm, five, I'm having a four, huge three, two, one. And we are live. Welcome to episode four of Beyond the Pendulum. Uh we're streaming today from uh, sunny Los Angeles, uh back end on uh from Texas. Uh if you are watching this, uh, uh sorry for the delay. I did post on the uh Twitter channel that we would be we would be streaming in like an hour, but uh Uh, we had some issues, uh, guests had some other plans. Um, you know, once again, you know, if you do recognize this voice, you know, we have been on other, on other podcasts, uh, before, um, this is a completely separate project, as I said before, focusing more on the other news that's not normally out there, uh, paranormal UFO and UAPs. Um, I, you know, uh, I don't want to get too much into uh, my own experiences, and that'll probably go on in some other podcasts, uh, probably when I'm more comfortable talking about it. Um, But we do have a guest today. Uh, His name is Alex. Uh, um, Do you want to uh, uh, tell us your story and what what kind of what what happened and and what you saw?
1: Sure. Um, Well, yeah, my name's Alex. uh, I own a small vet catering business in northeast ohio um 40 years 40 years old um i have had a a few experiences but there's one that kind of stands out and uh for time's sakes uh, i think it would be best just to zero in on that and then uh, the other ones are strange but this one was definitely more intense um to to maybe set the scene i suppose uh Uh, The time frame, it was either 2007 or 2008 uh, or sometime in between. I I can't remember the exact year, but I know it was towards the end of summer of 07 or 08. Um, This event took place um, right on the uh, Ohio-Pennsylvania border. There is a road... Uh, that goes between oh it's between Youngstown and Pittsburgh so at the time I was living in Pittsburgh I went to culinary school there
2: Mm -hmm. and I
1: had an apartment uh, there that I lived in for about seven or eight years my family is from the Youngstown area so I was back and forth uh, rather frequently and I was visiting my buddy Adam and uh there's been two times I've been with him, and then something strange has happened, but I'm just going to, like I said, zero in on the, the one one thing that I had happened. Um, so there's a little town in northeast Ohio called Lisbon, and that's where my buddy Adam was living at the time, and I was uh, there visiting him, and we were just hanging out. He had a couple friends over for the night, and... Um, I don't remember why, yeah. but I didn't state. Go ahead. Did um, somebody say something? I'm sorry. It
0: might, might have been might have been reverb.
1: Oh okay, no problem. Uh, I'll just continue. So, uh, yeah. So just to, to set the the scene, I I was at my buddy Adam's house in a little town called Lisbon, uh, Ohio. It's about a half hour due south of Youngstown, not too far from uh, the Ohio PA border. So I was hanging out with him. Um, wasn't I had to work or something the next day, so I wasn't really drinking or anything, although there were people there who were doing that. Um, so I was uh, sober. I had to um, get home. I didn't want to get home too late. But it was nighttime. It was after 10 p.m. I know it was getting late. Um, so I kind of parted ways with him. Got in in my car at the time I was driving a gray Saab. It's like a 2004, and I started to make my way out of Lisbon towards a little town called Columbiana. Uh, Columbiana, there's a road at State Route 14, which will take you across the Ohio-PA border. It merges into Route 51. Route 51 then merges into Uh, major like interstate or highway 376 which will get you the rest of the way to Pittsburgh so my story kind of starts when I'm on route 14 I'm exiting Columbiana and between Columbiana and a a town Chippewa um, route 14 connects between Columbiana and Chippewa and so The incident happened in between Columbiana and Chippewa. It's really rural out there. There's a bunch of cornfields. There's not much out there, but there's woods, there's cornfields. There just isn't a lot going on between Columbiana and Chippewa. Um, So I'll be bopping along, just kind of minding my own business, and – It was weird because there was a weird thing that happened that I guess was unrelated, but it seemed like a storm was brewing up. Like the wind had started to kick up a bit and um, there was a tree that had blown over across the road. And I didn't see it in time. I had crested a hill. I was probably going about fifty miles an hour. I think the speed limit's between forty-five and fifty-five there. And I remember I ran right over it with my car. And uh it startled me and I thought, oh god, that, that can't be good. You know, because this this trunk was at least a good eight inches around or so, and I just I just ran right <laughs> over it. And uh I kept going, and I thought, oh, that was weird. How strange. Little did I know things were going to get a whole lot stranger. Um, so that was shocking enough, you know, running over this tree that kind of blown down on the road. But as I'm going along, um, the road between Columbia and Chippewa starts out as like a single lane road. And then it will split – into a double lane once you get closer to to Chippewa. So I'm on the single lane when I run over the tree and the first thing that I notice is on my right-hand side about a hundred yards away in the middle of a cornfield there is a very bright green flash that that happens so there was no sound um and there was a really the a really bright startling green flash to the point where i was blinded for a minute i couldn't see like if you've ever had somebody you know i'm 40 so back in the 80s and stuff when people still had flashes on the camera and you get hit with flash and you're kind of temporarily blinded and disoriented it's really similar to that because it it blinded me um and my initial thought was oh there's a transformer has blown which i thought was weird because i was out in the middle of nowhere but immediately after the blinding green flash i immediately had tinnitus severe tinnitus in my ears this ringing and all of a sudden at the top of my head um a electrical sensation began like a tingling felt like static electricity like when i was a kid i remember going to this science museum and they had one of those tesla coils there and you could put your hand on it and it would make your hair stand up and you'd feel this weird static electricity on your head or if you've ever taken a balloon and you rub it against your hair makes the hair stand up it was like that but like times a hundred so there was this electrical sensation that started at the top of my head and it went down like I was being scanned or something it it then worked its way down to like my nose neck shoulders through my body and as, as this is happening, I am very confused, obviously, but it, it continues to work its way down through my waist and then down to my feet, and then it, it stopped. Um, obviously, I'm extremely confused, but I just you know, tell myself, I'm like, okay, this uh, transformer blue or something... Uh, I, I don't know what to make of it. I, I, I kind of, I was scared cause I, I didn't know what was going on, but I, it wasn't so bizarre that I, you know, I was having a, um, a huge freak out or anything at that point. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to keep driving. I've run over a tree. Now I've got this weird flashing and this, you know, electrical sensation going through my body. So, as I'm driving along the road, um, a minute or two later, wasn't very long, off to my right hand side again, uh, about 100 yards away, above a treetop now, because we were, I think the original one happened over a cornfield, but now I was in like a forested area. And it happened again. So, you know, all I can tell you is that there was a, a bright, very bright green flash I was temporary temporarily blinded again and then the tinnitus immediately came back and then I got that electrical sensation that ran from the top of my head and went down through my body it was like I was being scanned you know what as I think yeah. I went back on it um, so at that point when it happened again, I realized that, okay, this cannot be a Transformer unless, you know, there's two that blew simultaneously, or like one after the other, rather. And I, I realized something was off, like something was going on beyond, you know, a conventional explanation. Uh, and keep in mind, I, I should have prefaced this at the beginning of the story. When this was happening to me, I knew nothing about the paranormal or UFOs. I do now, okay? Mm -hmm. Back then, I had zero interest. I could've, I didn't listen to any, like I didn't listen to Coast to Coast or any of that stuff back then. I was completely clueless. So, what I originally thought after the second flash was that the Russians were somehow attacking us or something. That's what I thought of I know that sounds ridiculous. You know what I mean? I know it's completely ridiculous, but the only thing I can think of. It's
3: not ridiculous. Just, you are bred in everything to think that, but please continue.
1: Yeah, right. You know, because you're you're kind you're kind of trying to work it out as the weirdness is happening. Like, what could it be? And, you know, you usually start with the most logical a transformer blue and then you kind of ramp it up. Uh, and that night I never got to UFO that was that only came later as a possibility but so yeah I thought well maybe uh, it's a, some sort of military thing like somebody's doing something weird testing something the Russians are doing at that point I called my buddy uh, I picked up the phone and you know it was later and I called him And when he picked up, he was, and normally he's not, but he was rather annoyed with me. I don't know why, but I was like, hey, uh, is there anything weird going on, like, at your house? And he's like, no, what what are you talking about? I said, of course not. And I was trying to explain to him, I was like, yeah, there's some weird flashing stuff going on around me, I don't know. You know, and he just kind of blew me off. But I had some comfort that my phone was at least working i could get a hold of them if i remember correctly it was uh it was pre smartphone like the iphone just come out but i still had like an old nokia or or a razor it might have been so i get off the phone with him and this flash happens again this happens to me again at this point It happens another two or maybe three more times, okay? And at this point, I realize that something's following me. Mm -hmm. Logically, you know, it could have been one of two things. Either something's following me, this green orb thing, okay? Or there's something already at the location when the flash happens, like multiple things that are flashing green uh it's got to be one of those two i i don't know um but like again okay that, that's right oh my goodness i forgot about this so this happens two or three more times and it's just a green orb it's flashing i'm feeling electrostatic electricity which is a really strange feeling and i'm really scared at this point and I remember thinking, okay, this is kind of like a main road, uh, although it was out in the rural area. So as the last clashes are happening, I'm getting to that section of the road that splits, and now I'm in a double lane, which I'm happy about because I'm, I don't want to be alone anymore because this weird stuff's happening to me in the middle of the night, and I just wanted some cars around me or something, and this is, this is important. As I'm approaching Chippewa, now what you need to know about Chippewa is it's the first uh, town or populated place um, that you hit on your way to Pittsburgh from from Ohio on Route 51 between Columbiana and Chippewa. So Chippewa has a 24-hour walk. Okay, right, mm-hmm. you drive right by it. It also has some all night gas stations. I think it had one at the time, but they put a sheets in later that's an all night or a get go. Um, back then, though, I don't think that was there. Uh, but there was also a giant eagle on Home Depot right there. There's these uh, car lots there, and it's always bustling, like, there's like never have i been in chippewa and there haven't been any cars around okay never i because i still drive through there i um my client base is in the pittsburgh and cleveland areas for my catering business so i'm i still go that route uh, uh sometimes when i'm doing an event in pittsburgh so i'm Excited to be approaching Chippewa after all of this weird flashing and electricity and weirdness going on because I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to not being alone, okay? So I, I just want to pull over into a gas station or anything, anything at that point. So as I approach Chippewa, the first thing I notice is that there's a few stoplights um, as you're coming in to Chippewa. Well, like I said earlier, it seemed like a storm was brewing, brewing up and the wind was kicking up. It had knocked over that tree. Now, this is where it gets really strange. It's it's kind of subtle, though. This is the thing about the stories. Like there, you know, I didn't see any beings or there wasn't, like, some huge craft floating there. N- nothing like that happened. But it's still weird. So, When I approached Chippewa, I could see the stoplight up ahead. I'm like, okay, good. It was blowing in the wind, and it was out, though. So the the power to the stoplights were out, and some of the power in Chippewa was out, including the the stoplights. Now, what really freaked me out is that as I'm approaching the stoplight, I'm – frantically looking for other cars or anybody, okay? As I get there, like, to my horror, it's a a ghost town, which is really, really weird because it's never that way, like, never. So I'm driving through Chippewa, and it's like I'm in a parallel universe because there's nobody anywhere the, the stoplights are out they're blowing in the wind there's not a single car or person anywhere and that freaked me out because I did not want to be alone I, you know there's a like weirdness going on so that part of the story always freaked me out because uh you know I've driven through there many times in the middle of the night and like it. After COVID, I don't think their Walmart is 24 hours anymore, but it used to be, you know, and there was nobody there. And, the, and there was nobody, there was no cars, I, there was no pedestrians, nothing. And as you make your way through Chippewa, so at first on the left was the Walmart, so I passed that first. Then the car dealerships, no, the car dealerships are first, then the Walmart on the left. And then as you progress further on down, you'll hit the Home Depot, and then there's a giant eagle on the left-hand side. So I pass all of them. There's nobody anywhere. And um, in Chippewa, as you're exiting Route 51, it connects to Route 376, which goes straight to Pittsburgh. So I pass through and all of that stuff, and I finally approach route 376 and as i'm getting on the on-ramp i am beyond relieved because it's like i exited this weird ghost town you know and i that's when i saw my first car is when i got on uh 376 to to go to pittsburgh and um that's pretty much where the story ends
0: yeah um also uh, i i do have a question uh, did was there any like missing time uh,
3: during any of this or i wanted to ask the same thing though. yeah
1: i i can't say for sure you i didn't wonder recall
3: about that. nah see this is the thing oh. like it's one of those things where if you don't recall it you won't even know it's one of those, like it's, it's, if you do not look at your watch, it'll be completely oblivious to you because it, it's the, only the look at the watch that alerts you to the fact that something doesn't make sense. So it's one of those things that if you ever have a sighting like that again, always keep track of the time because you're gonna need to know the time of when it happened. This, these things will be pivotal. But it may also lead to more information like missing time, which is why he asked. It's a perfectly normal question. So at yes, this I'm, point, because I'm, you didn't look at your watch, we're going to have to sort of rule that out. But I was thinking of from right. another perspective, have you ever undertaken hypnotic regression?
1: No, no, I, I have not. I know that's a, a thing. i
3: that um, I would look into that and having the session recorded if possible, because you may be able to pull up more information through your subconscious via hypnotic regression than your memory can recall. Because the human mind is very, very cunning at times, it will hide certain things that are stressful to you.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, I at the time my car. Uh, had these issues with the fuses on the dash. Usually, so the that will happen to working. get
3: you. Usually, that will get you to yeah. stop in a specific place at a specific point at a specific time. And yeah, that's yeah, the kind of comment. Um, yeah. The messing it with your electrical system will be a result of basically that happening. It, it, it's not unusual. That has been reported before.
1: Yeah it, it, it was a it was a strange. Evening and and um, interestingly enough, as I so obviously after I, I started researching other people's experiences once I figured out it might have been something like that uh, and when so in the UFO community the static electricity thing it's not it's not talked about a lot but but as I've dug in I have notes somewhere where um, I'm referencing people or people, I'm hearing them reference that. And that's I'm picking up, that's a thing that people experience where they have this electrical charge or this feeling. And I've heard that in a few other or stories. So I really uh, resonated with that in particular. But you don't hear it, you hear missing time, you hear, um, what else? You know, the, the normal stuff that you in in most ufo or paranormal experiences um the ghost town I, thing I, i've heard that a few times as well uh in in the paranormal whitley strever talked about having like a weird experience like that once, uh, which fascinated me
0: yeah the also the the phenomenon of having issues with the fuses in the cars that's that's atypical um of uh, either uh, high high intensity X rays, or uh, some sort of oth- other form of radiation, but it's typically common with um, uh, what you would experience with uh, the electromagnet- <laughs> electromagnetic pulse
3: price- or magnetic interference. Of yeah, sort. yeah.
2: Hey, so I'm wondering, yeah. I'm wondering, like, uh, who was the first person you told about this? Like, and how long did you wait with this? Or like. Uh, uh, like confused and I'm not, not telling anyone about it like how did that go you
1: know? yeah you know I didn't uh, <laughs> I didn't talk to too many people um, I, I over the years I will bring it up with some of my family members and and not so much to annoy them but to kind of I'm uh, it, it hasn't been a, a best experience uh, trying to tell people, especially if they're not in this world of UFOs and stuff, they just, they just, um, it's just useless because it, it's just not believable to them.
3: You know, until I've it happens. i had happened, a similar experience yeah. 10 years ago, but I was lucky enough to have a witness with me too. Oh, really? yeah. Yeah. Was, what, what, what happened? I was driving out in the Australian Outback and um, along the Stuart Highway and, yeah, basically I was taking my girlfriend at the time, uh, Vanessa, a girl from Canada, um, on a run through the Australian bush, basically, and on the way home, uh, it was getting late. It was 200 and something k's to get back to where I was uh, where we were staying and there's nothing for miles uh, there's there's no power lines there's you, there's no street lights like it's just open bush and there was a light uh, that I thought was just a car behind us uh, with high beam on um, And it was just blaring constantly, you know what I mean? Like, to the point where it was blinding me. I had to actually uh, dip the revision mirror uh, away so it didn't, you know, shine the light straight in my face. Um, And I was telling Vanessa, you know, like, what's this guy's game? Like, fucking, like, what's his problem? Can't he turn his high beam off? Like, doesn't he realize he's, like, blinding everybody in front of him, sort of thing? And this just went on, because it's a long drive, this just kept going for like an hour. And I thought, well screw this, like I'm going to pull over, I'm going to wait for this guy to pass so he's not blinding me with his high beam. So I pulled over and waited, middle of the night, um, pitch black and the light down the highway, there's only one road, Um, and we're waiting. 10 minutes. Still high beam down the highway, shining. Waiting Mm. 20 minutes now. Still nothing, no noise, no nothing. Alright, half an hour now. Thinking, this guy should have passed us by now. Still, same distance, same brightness, same light, just sitting there. Mm. Then Vanessa started getting a bit freaked out. And she said, oh, I want to go, like, I, I've got a really bad feeling. And I was like, okay, yeah, all right, let's go. So we got back in the car, the light's still there, and kept driving. Um, and it followed us, like, constantly, kept the same distance, same brightness, still pissing me off. Uh, Ten kilometres uh, out of town, you could see the lights from the town in the distance. And I said to Vanessa, I said, look, we're, we're almost home. Looked back in the rear vision mirror, the light was gone. That's so I had, I had no idea what it was, where it came from, uh, what its intentions were. Um, I just wanted it to pass because I was still convinced it was a car. But after waiting for half an hour, I I don't see why another car or a truck in the middle of the highway that's hardly anyone's on because you don't drive at night because of the wildlife. Um, Yeah, yeah, it just... It was strange, the whole thing.
1: Yeah, that's was it a white light? Or yes, it
3: have, it was no, black. no, it was white. It was white bright white
1: And it seemed like a singular light. Yeah, yep,
3: not, not yep. Two. no, no singular light singular bright light The sort it, of it, it appeared like if you had a kilometer away, right? Or a mile away somebody turned on high beam on a truck how it would appear as one light being so far away that's how it appeared that's why i was convinced it was a vehicle that's why i stopped and waited for this vehicle to pass
1: yeah that's really strange if it was a vehicle it would have just passed you precisely
3: precisely Uh, long time ago unless they parked when i parked and decided to sit there with their fucking headlights on.
1: Which would be weirder than a UFO almost,
3: you yeah. know? <laughs> well, yeah, because I didn't sit there parked with my headlights on.
1: No. Did you notice any did you, missing time or anything like that, or no?
3: Um, to be honest with you, at the time, because I was still convinced it was a vehicle, I didn't look. But, the whole journey did take us the entire day, and we ventured out into the Painted Desert, which is like in the middle of nowhere. Like, we, we took a massive scenic route, taking all the back roads, dirt roads, the whole way, you know what I mean? Like, in the middle of fucking nowhere, if we would have been trapped or, like, broken down, we would have been fucked. The chances of somebody coming along those back roads were fucking slim to Buckley's. Huh. Oh, Would have been weeks, if not months, before we were found because I had no communication and no reception out there either.
1: And what year was this? Do you remember?
3: Ten. Uh, this was 2010.
1: Okay. okay. The end
3: of oh. 2009, 2010.
1: wouldn't have been that long after mine well that is that's absolutely fascinating Uh, can i ask you
3: a personal question sure are you vaccinated nope interesting thank you
0: (laughs) um also uh alex um uh after the um uh the sighting, did you notice any like, um, any weird uh, burns or nosebleeds after? No, no, nothing like that.
3: Have you experienced, have you through your life experienced random nosebleeds for any reason?
1: Nope. All right. Nope, never had that, no.
3: Yeah.
1: Not, not that I remember, maybe I had one, one or something when I was a kid. For no
3: reason. It's got to be for no reason. I don't mean like punched. I mean like a uh, subtle flick, and your nose bleeds.
1: No, I don't have any memory of something like that. Yeah. If, I'm sure I'd, I'd remember. That All right. I, I've had, I've, I've had, like I said, and I don't know. You know, this is up to you guys and uh, how long you want to go. Or I've had a couple other weird experiences too. Um,
3: well, just, I was going to ask you, was that your only experience?
2: Yeah. No. No. Hey, so I was wondering, Tyler, why did you ask? Is that something that's more common with, with people with just, such, such sightings? That's, um,
0: that's, well, you know, I, I'll talk about my case, but, you know, I've experienced stuff like that. And uh, it, it's kind of common, um, you know, after like an abduction experience, you know, uh, bruising on uh, in between the septum uh usually these things will show up as uh, scar tissue in the septum a lot of a lot of doctors kind of overlook it and think that they're um using cocaine or whatever but a lot of times these people um don't use drugs or whatever and there's no reason for scarring in the septum
2: okay um i i guess like for listeners we probably have to also go like the whole like skeptical approach in the sense that can we rule out in some way that this is like government or military? I mean, is there a way to rule this out? Like, no, what makes I, it I would, obvious? Would, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Go
1: ahead. Yeah, it's okay. I I would say you can't rule that out. So I would be pretty adamant that I could only guess at what it was, but it you know it doesn't necessarily mean that it was you know a UFO or some sort of. You know, something like that. It it could have been some type of government thing. I that was my initial thought that there was something weird like that happening. But you know, I didn't see a craft or beings. It was just this green orb that was hate you know, after reflecting back I realized it was pacing the car on the right hand side. It had to have been uh, what we know.
3: Stick to what we know. Don't get me wrong, I'm all for speculation and exploring ideas, most definitely. But mm-hmm. I think laying out what we do know and what we can ascertain from what we've seen um, is is more important. I feel there's more weight in that than our speculation. Because I yeah. think once we ha- once we lay down what we know, then we're much more prepared to speculate, that's all. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, 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 honestly, I have no idea what it was. Uh, I, I couldn't begin to, to tell you. I, I, I could only guess. But I, you know, and if if my guesses are probably wrong, who knows what it, it really was?
3: I have well, no idea. this is one of the reasons why I didn't want to sort of use the term UFO or unidentified flying object. I wanted to describe it of what it looked like to me at the time. You know what I mean? Of what what could i visually relate it to and the simple thing i could relate it to is one of those huge mac trucks with their high beam on
2: at long distance yeah okay well if, if you can't identify it for certain it will be a ufo i mean there's not a way of like describing it right like i know i know but can you
3: can you understand why i sort of I choose not to use the word freely, if you know what I mean. Yeah, because it, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't in the air. It was, it 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 was on like on the road, is. Was... Yeah,
0: there's only a few phenomena I think that could mimic your experience, and it's kind of a long shot. And uh, uh, one would be ball lightning, but ball lightning doesn't really last that long. Yeah, uh, and the yeah, only other, the only I other. That. The only other thing that would would give off a glow like that would be high intensity, um, high intensity. Uh, what would it be like, you know like an like a like a like a transformer exploding or yeah, no or power or experiment or yeah or would you, what you would experience if you're if you're playing yeah. around with something nuclear, but
3: no power lines nearby. Yeah, that was the other thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I have a map. Uh, I can always send you guys a picture of the map right right narrowed down to where it was happening. And you're more than welcome to take a, a look at that, but there's there's not much out there. Like I said Yeah, the
3: stretch of road highway road. where I was, there was nothing other than the road and roadsides. That's it. Yeah. And and okay, well, roadside reflectors.
2: Okay, but well, if you have a map then uh, Alex, then then uh, did you ever check if there were more sightings or whatever there but people or Yeah,
1: else? I I started looking through the UFO Reporting Center um, database uh, for that that time and, oh, in that area, and I I had I didn't find anything. I was hoping somebody else had seen it or experienced it, but if they did, they must not have uh, reported it reported it because I, I did check that database. Uh, I think through. Although, I don't know if I went all the way back to 07. I think I was checking from 08 to 2010 or something in that area. But I don't remember if I went all the way back to 07. As I was working out recently, I, I'm realizing it may have been 07, not 08. I originally was thinking it was 08.
0: Yeah, I have to admit that, you know, MUFON, as good as it is, they they is, I've emailed them several times, you know, that... They 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 do need some improvement, but they're they're not. It's a volunteer-based organization, and they're not they're not exactly super super detailed. And I've emailed them several times. Like, why don't they put um,
3: um, uh, picture evidence?
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, picture evidence. Used to be the head of the Muon back when I contacted it in the nineties when I was doing research um but it's changed since then different people have taken it over um yeah it's 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 not what it used to be
1: that's uh have you guys heard of the chris bledso case no oh my goodness you you should you should give that a listen to so he had a experience that would have been like the same year as mine uh down in south carolina and uh, they were not very happy with Mufon the way that they handled it. They had a real negative experience. But Chris Bledsoe is, and now, probably one of the most famous experiencers, like up there with Travis Walton and, um, you know, I don't know Betty and Barney Hill. You know. He's he is Betty he, and Barney Hill. Yeah, yeah, he's. Uh, you should look into the Chris Bledsoe case. It's unbelievable. Was just unbelievable. He had an event in 2007 in South Carolina. Uh, it's where he saw these orbs and there was missing time. Uh, there was multiple witnesses. They've been interviewed. So it was him and he, he's a house builder and he was celebrating finishing uh, building a house. It was him and two other contractors and his 15-year-old son And to celebrate, they went to the riverbanks to go fishing. And as it started to get dark, Chris Bletzo went for a walk. And uh, he saw these, look like two setting suns, but the sun was in a different location. He saw these orbs, had missing time. Um, After he saw them, uh, he didn't realize that a few hours had passed because he had missing time. But the others were looking for him, including the sun, and, um, yeah, I mean, they, they had, once they all got back together, there was more sightings, there was, it, it and they all piled in the truck because they were freaked out, uh, and they hauled ass out of there, and they were seeing lights and, uh, craft, kind of, it, it just, it's just, it was pure insanity, uh.
3: Travis Walken?
1: No, I'm talking about Chris, the Chris, Chris Leto. So.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Travis's story is, is, uh, is fantastic, too. But uh, there's something about Chris's... Oh, that's the other thing with Chris. Is, Did uh, you
3: hear about the story of the uh, USMP on a base? Uh, him and his partner were patrolling uh, a section of the base. I can't remember where. It's a bit sketchy on that particular detail, easy enough to dig up but anyway the Marine apparently the Marine spotted some kind of craft that had landed and as they approached they said that some kind of metal tentacle had came out of the craft slithered it along like a snake wrapped around one of the MPs legs and dragged him into the craft and took off. Uh, oh. He looked, oh, my God. He freaked, he freaked out, uh, got back into the Jeep, drove back, and reported the incident, only to be subsequently charged for the guy's murder, and a missing person investigation was carried out. No one was like, he, he, the body was never found. Um, wow. Where did that take place? Um. I'm not too sure, but I found that story when I was looking at abductions and human mutilations, uh, which there is a whole bunch of things that were interesting there, Uh, some from the Vietnam War uh, and some fairly modern and recent events um, spanning the globe. Wasn't
1: there a Brazilian case that
3: was pretty... Um, That was was one that the retrieval team didn't get to in time, and an autopsy was carried out by the local authorities. And their autopsy, like the guy who carried out the autopsy, was pretty thorough. Um, And if you read the autopsy report for that, uh, you'll find that the guy was actually conscious while all of this was being done to him. Jesus. Ah, Right, they could tell that. That was the freaky part about all of this. Um, but yeah, there's many other stories um, that that just remain, you know, obscure. Because they're... And it was once discovering these that I understood of why they don't release all of the information
2: that they have. Well, they definitely have more than they're telling us. Uh- because I do have like a, a, a sighting myself, but it was uh, obviously military because this was in my own country, Netherlands, the Netherlands, right? And we were uh, driving home. I was still with uh, the, my ex I was living with, and we were driving home 200 miles away from her parents' home to my own home. And we were driving on this highway, right? And on the right side was this lake. And uh, we saw uh, this, uh, also this giant orb, right? but it was uh, not high up in the sky at all. It was like a, a giant uh, yellow uh, orb, but next to it, were uh, on both sides, were these uh, military helicopters, right? Apache helicopters. So whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, I think it was some kind of like super advanced drone kind of thing, but the way it was flying was really weird. It's like it used a way of... Uh, I, I, I've never seen it before. Like something fly like that it was unnatural so i know that they're doing this kind of stuff too in our country um the military is, is involved with this and that's also like for that was one of the reasons why i was asking you about the military team um is it uh, that they're building this themselves that they're coming up with this or are they like reverse engineering something that they found maybe um I, or are they actually working with them i don't know like the I can't answer but I do definitely know this was like military or at least the military was accompanying it. And it was like above this lake. Um I'm not sure if there was like a military base either or something. You know, but I just know that uh, we were driving on this highway and everyone like well, we were driving slower, everyone was suddenly driving slower and they were all looking at it.
1: Wow. And it that's, was that's an a lot idea. of cars. am sorry. No, that's incredible. And, you know, just a riff off of what you're saying about the military. So my ex-girlfriend has an uncle, okay? And I don't want to get any names out or anything, but uh, he's in the military. And so the the last thing that he could publicly say, I guess, was that his, his job was uh, – he had worked on the stealth uh, and and he had done computer work on it okay and that's that's what he could tell us, but you guys know as well as I do the stealth is pretty old technology, but what I can tell you is that because uh, i he it, the uncle would have was at some of the family get togethers that we were at and uh you know he has these he's high rankings he's got like when there's a picture and uh, her grandparents house so her uncle um, a picture of her uncle I'm saying and he's got the uh, all of the I don't know what they mean but the buttons on the breast there's like a shitload of them on them and I, I don't know what the significance is but when he goes to work uh, you can't get a hold of him. Uh, he there, there's no cell phone there's nothing like his wife has to call a special number and he's underground somewhere doing something But um, at dinner one time, we were talking about, the subject of UFOs came up, and uh, it was, he said, he had piped up and said that it was his opinion that they were ours, (laughs) you know, and uh, I always got the feeling that he knew something. I, I, I tell my ex that, if I had to guess, he probably works on high-tech drone technology now, uh, and probably with, you know, programming
2: computers. But,
1: oh, I forgot to mention, guess where he lives? Nevada.
2: Ah. Uh, there all the good stuff happens. So,
1: so there's that, I was going to guess you know? Langley, but that works too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he just goes to work at some underground base in Nevada. It's no big deal. You know, work on the stuff. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, that always, I always found that fascinating. He's an interesting character. Out of that one. that
0: You know, um, I, I don't know, this is a personal story, but you know, my grandfather, um, you know, he worked in the, he was in the army and he was toward the end was working for the Pentagon. And I remember I was like eight or nine years old and I watched some, like when sightings was going on and. He was already drunk, and I don't know if he was like screwing around with me or whatever. And I said, I said, um, you know, uh, does, are aliens real? And he told me, yeah, they're real, and we have a couple crafts. And I just kind of like walked off because I didn't expect him to say that. You
1: know? uh, sure. yeah, I bet you caught you off guard. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it caught me off guard too. Um,
0: also, you said you had some more odd sightings that you've you've seen since since that incident?
1: Um, well, there's a couple other things that have happened uh, in, in my life. There's two in particular. Um, one happened before the green orb sighting. Uh, this would have been... Oh, let me think of what year. 2002? Or three. Um, at the time, I had I was going to Ohio State at the time, but my dad had gotten very sick with cancer, and uh, I had moved back to help my mom take care of him. And uh, this is just a weird thing that happened, and we were uh, at our house in Lisbon, Ohio, where I mean the house I grew up in, and. You know, I was taking a nap in the basement and uh, I falling asleep. It was like 5 p.m., the sun was still out. Well, I woke up, um, my eyes were open, but I had the sleep paralysis. Like, I, I couldn't move. This had never really happened to me. Well, I think it had happened a few times as a kid, but I never saw anything. But this time, I'm uh, paralyzed my eyes open but I can't move my body and I knew that I was awake because I could see the room you know I wasn't dreaming my eyes were awake I could clearly see around the room and uh, um, there's a doorway that goes down deeper into the basement and then there's a, a stairway that goes upstairs and they're pretty close to each other and uh, out of the doorway that goes downstairs at first, what I thought was my brother in a hooded sweatshirt uh, was the this person. I guess is the only way to describe it. I thought it was my brother with his hood up on it with a sweatshirt, because I had an older brother at the time, I uh, still do, but uh, you know what I mean. And and I thought, oh, it's it's my brother's name is Jason. I'm thinking, oh, that's just Jason. Uh, but as I focused in on it, and I'm still paralyzed mind. I realized pretty quickly it wasn't, and there was this dark cloak figure there, and where the face should have been, there was just black. And uh, I was like one of those shadow people's thing. Now back then there was no Google, you know, nobody talked about shadow people. I didn't know what it was. Uh, it just scared the crap out of me, and I have I'm paralyzed now and stricken with fear because this a thing I just realized is not my brother slowly walks you know in front of me and then it comes around behind me and is standing right behind me and it puts its hand on my shoulder and I jumped up at that point I I think the pure adrenaline kicked in or something but I I jumped up and I ran upstairs and I uh was swearing in front of my mother, which typically doesn't happen. Uh, so there was that. I was really worked up. And she was really confused, and so was I. Uh, so that was a weird incident that, that happened. So I saw one of those shadow being things. I never really saw one before or since that I can remember. But that one. That one was uh, a little bit freaky.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know. You know. What you what you uh, are describing has been uh, actually. There's a few famous paintings from uh, medieval times that depict such a phenomenon. Even going back as far as then, uh, there's a lot of myths and wars surrounding it. But I'm pretty sure we, we don't exactly know what is going on.
1: I don't. I don't know. I. I found out later. My roommate in culinary school. I told him about it, and was beyond shocked when he had said that he had seen uh, something similar himself. And uh, we were both amazed that each other had had like a similar experience. I, I wasn't expecting him to be like I. I saw that too. But if you Google. You know, once Google came along, and you know, I started kind of googling that stuff, and uh, it's surprising how many people see see the shadow shadow beings or shadow people, um, and you have to wonder why is it that a large group of people around the world aren't seeing like I don't know, a three foot purple four toed monsters, but yeah, yeah, all exactly. the All these people see shadow people a lot, and then also a lot of people see, you know, orbs, bright lights. But you know, it's very specific. You know, once you, once you realize that people are seeing the same thing, you know, that that there has to be, uh, there has to be something to that.
2: Yeah, because I, I, I saw the same thing as a kid, uh, having sleep paralysis like three or four times, and each time it was the exact same thing. Like you, you, well, I didn't actually see this figure, but I knew there was a shadow figure in, in my room, and I was still a kid. Um, I didn't actually like look at it specifically, but I just felt it was there, right? Um, and I just remember like my door was closed and Back then I still had like a window above my door, right? And the light was on in that window. Um, so I tried, I tried to like scream, but no sound was coming out. Um, but I was completely paralyzed and I did notice that she had a little figure. And like, I'm on the other side of the world from you guys, so yeah. Um, yeah, so we all see the same the same thing, I guess. And that that's, it can't be explained, I think. Because I was still a kid, I didn't like... I hadn't even seen anything like that in like a movie or something. I was watching like cartoons and stuff. So yeah.
0: Well, there 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 are a few things that have been you know in demonology that do describe it, but I I, I think those are just best guesses at whatever they you know they, they 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 they'll say like a the, the, what is it called a incubus or or something or a succubus or something that visits you in your dreams. But I I think I think the phenomenon might be more more. Um, more 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 something something more out of, out of the norm than than just than just some some pure guesses and there's there's been a lot of research into real uh, Parapsychology and, and especially into demonology, but you know, we, we yeah. don't yeah, we don't we're not really sure You know what these well, things are
2: I can tell you something about that like from medieval times um, so there are literally like old buildings in our country right because like um, like the Netherlands is a lot older than uh, than the United States, right? <clears throat> so from like uh, medieval times they also had these uh, they also saw these things right Incubas and and they uh, said that the, that is where the story of the witches comes from, right? And they come through your window and stuff. Um, so they actually the old buildings still have these metal hooks on the walls and there, these people believe that these metal hooks would like catch the yeah, the broomsticks right the brooms and it would fly past your window, it would be stuck uh, <laughs> because of the metal hooks. So there are actually really metal hooks on like really old buildings here. And that, uh, yeah, because they did have those uh, those experiences back then too. Wow.
1: So, so much so that they would be willing to put something up to try to deal with it. That's pretty interesting.
2: Yeah, yeah, because, okay, so back then you had a lot of. Um, uh, kids dying at birth and stuff, right? And the story of the Incubus or, 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 or Succubus is uh, or actually also the story of a Lilith, for example, that it takes your child when it gets born, for example, it dies, right? Uh, which is like a demon from the night takes your a child when you're born. And they will believe that when these demons come at, to you at night, they would take your child when it gets born. A lot of kids would die at, 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 when they were born back then because of the, uh, bad health care. So they were taking it very seriously.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. I never heard that before, but that's interesting.
0: Oh yeah, this, it goes it goes back even further. You can go into uh, uh, when Persia was still a con- a country. Uh, they believe that the stories even go back even further back to then, where they would uh, bury these they called the incantation bowls. You can find them. They're not they're not like on exhibit. But if you look on Smithsonian I and mean, you look up incantation bowls. Yeah, they, 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 would bury these things to save their kids from being killed by demons in the night.
2: Okay, well, but the weirdest thing is exactly what Alex also says: like, why is everyone hallucinating the same thing? Or if it's a hallucination, why is everyone seeing the same thing? That doesn't make sense because I was a kid, and like all the people see the same. I never saw any of that, like in in any movie or something. So it's nothing like I could make up while dreaming or something. I didn't even know any of that existed. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, good point. Like my childhood was perfect. I watched the cartoons and everything, and I was building like, uh, uh, like, like, uh, uh, like, like, uh, like uh, these little huts in, in trees and stuff. Like I I, I, I never thought of any of this, but still, I hallucinated the same thing. I'm like, yeah, I'm saying hallucinate. I don't know why you're saying that. Yeah. Witnessed maybe. I, I,
1: it would be a better word.
2: Yeah
0: experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: The weird, the weird part about this is there's a guy named Dr um, god, he was a he was a Japanese sleep researcher scientist and they call it the sleep paralysis it's it's named after him and he tries to explain away this phenomenon by there is a convergence between a psychotropic substance that does get released when you're sleeping and dreaming and the subconscious mind interpreting it, but why would so many people experience the same thing? Because uh, under the rules of, like, psychedelic drugs, it would be in conjunction to the users or the subconscious uh, person being introduced with, you know, uh, complex tryptamines. You can't, not everybody can experience the same hallucinations. That's just too bizarre. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you'd think it would be specific to that person's subconscious. Like, so that could be, it could be anything, or that maybe your deepest fear, you know, maybe one person's going to see a spider or something, but yeah, Yeah. it's it's strange. If, If I may, I wanted to, before I forget, I wanted to mention one more thing about the Chris Bledsoe case that you guys might find interesting. So after um, he had met with MUFON, I think he met with them because he had waited for a while, and they came around 2009 or 10. Um, These people started showing up at his house. And the first guy was a NASA scientist. And uh, they were very confused why a NASA scientist would show up. And if you listen to the Chris Wetzel interviews, he talks about this. But another guy shows up who's very interesting. His name is Jim Sevivant. And I don't know if you've heard that name before, uh, but he was high up in the CIA. He ran the Weird Desk. If you listen to Grant Cameron's material, Grant Cameron talks about uh, these CIA guys who were researching this stuff in the 80s, and they had this nickname, the Aviary, which they all had bird code names back then. So Grant Cameron was really involved with that. But uh, also Kit Green is another uh, doctor who's high up in the CIA, and I think he's been around Blood So They approached him, and apparently um, at one point a lot of Chris's friends and family didn't believe him, and Jim, who's like the, one of the top guys at the CIA, called a meeting for Chris and said, invite all your friends and family to this meeting, and he did. And he stood and told them that this is real, and that this is happening to people. And uh, he did that kind of as a favor for Chris, I think to gain his trust too. But apparently, you know, these CIA guys, they don't have control over this. They're going to the experiencers, you know, because whatever this is that's happening, they, they don't have a handle on it. They're trying to figure it out like the rest of us.
0: yeah i'm starting i'm starting to get to that point you know the more the more i learn about this the more i'm starting to think that you know that maybe that's why the government isn't fully fully opening what they're saying is is they don't they're not they, they know they're not even control of this whole situation
2: yeah that that makes sense from from uh, multiple viewpoints right because um it's, it doesn't have to be that they're scared or something of it, but if they don't fully grasp something and they open up about something, it could be that when a different uh, country or different government does research it and finds out more about it than they do, it poses a threat to them. Like from a military perspective. Like, you can yep. only release it when you know everything about it because if you release it before that and another country uses that information to do their own research, they, they, they will find out more than you do about it perhaps. And they look in a different direction. So that poses a threat, like for example, like Chinese or something.
1: Yeah, I think you're right there. They would have um, the motivation to, to, to keep quiet. They don't want anyone to have an edge over them. So,
2: yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, without like thinking like, oh, maybe they're scared of it, or they already know more than... The, from, a, from that perspective, it's very logical that they would choose a direction like that.
3: Well, you'd essentially have another space race, because you already have people looking to extend that sort
0: of resource consumption, or what you want to call it, beyond like the Earth in terms of mining from resources. So once you come into contact with that kind of stuff, you can see how it would turn into that.
2: Yeah, I. if you look at the world today, like imagine uh, that they have like an uh, energy source that is like unlimited free energy or something. And what happens to the whole energy race right now? I mean, prices are going through the roof right now. Like you would change everything, such things too. Like,
1: Yeah, if you wonder what they've got hidden and tucked away in certain places, it does make you
3: wonder. The reason things are so expensive is because we're all paying to fund Ukraine to fight Russia for the U.S. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I I I I think that's funny. Yeah, that you was that was a funny. That's
3: one. not going to pay for itself, you know. No. Right now, if we if we want that fight to continue, right? I mean, stop. We need to send more weapons because you know that's the way to stop a fight. Is you send more weapons and more money <laughs> and more drones and more missiles and stuff, because that always stops a fight, <laughs> or creates yeah, enemies. Guys, right? for... Go ahead.
1: Oh no! I was just gonna say that those guys are out of control because there's a whole industry and they don't make any money when you no know, missiles are flying. So
3: yeah, well, they're, we they're need st- to stop this war. You know what I mean? So we need to send yeah. them more money and more bullets and <laughs> more cannons and and tanks and people and to help stop it, of course, because that's what the news says. <laughs>
2: It would probably help if they would both have their own UFO sighting, like a series one, Perhaps they would stop.
3: you guys remember that sighting over the U.S. during just around the World War II where the entire seaboard opened up on it and just started shooting at it? They must have fired so many rounds that night and they hit nothing.
0: Yeah, that's um, that sighting happened where I live. It's uh, down, it's it's uh, down between the San Pedro and Catalina. Yeah. That we, we that Imagine. last guest we had we had was uh, had a sighting there, and I, I saw. the uh, I didn't even say this. I saw I had a sighting a few days ago in the same area.
3: Imagine if that thing parked off between two sites. I didn't You're catch that. If, if,
1: if it did what now?
3: Just parked between the. Just in the conflict, you know what I mean? Who would shoot at it?
1: <laughs> Probably both sides.
3: Yeah, actually, I don't end. know if that would be a good idea, actually, because that means we'd have to send more ammunition, which would cost us more and cause the prices of everything to go up. I mean, you yourself in your little car or buzz box, even your V8, right, uses. Next to no fuel when compared to an M one A one battle tank, or a T eighty battle tank. You know what I mean? Like these are the these are the gas guzzlers.
2: I have planes, right military things. know how much they use or you the military ships. Incredible. I mean, you want
3: to talk? You want to talk about the environment, right? You could drive ten V eight for the amount of bloody fuel and power that you use for running one tank.
2: Yeah. Okay, well, about World War Two, there were many, many side things right I mean I even had a name for it, like these flu fibers, so yeah.
1: and let's tie this into the black budget then. So there's a a pretty clever woman. She used to be the uh, HUD secretary, uh, Housing HUD secretary under Bush One, I, I believe. And her name is Catherine Austin Fitz. And she talks about um, how they basically funnel money and dump it into black projects. And uh, she's the one woman who's found some sort of paper trail, uh, mm-hmm. according to her at least. But uh, you know, there's a lot of tax go- do- dollars that, that go into this is why you get like invoices where like a hammer for the army costs 600 bucks or something. Is because it, the hammer doesn't really cost 600 bucks. They have to put that on the invoice. They'll take the 10 bucks or the hammer or whatever. Then they'll dump in the 590 into one of their black projects. So she talks about this, and she says it's just beyond absurd and disgusting that how much uh, money is illegally funneled into these uh, these programs. And we all know that, you know, the CIA. You just saw it with the IRS with 75,000 new agents. You know, since 9-11, you've had a quarter of a million new uh, counterintelligence agents added to, I think, the CIA and FBI and the DIA, all that. It just, is, it's bigger and bigger and bigger and bloated. And it's uh, become this monstrosity that's kind of out of control and like devouring itself. It's uh, over
3: the 20 trillion now that's missing. From the budget. It was 2.1 trillion back on September the 9th and 8th when the budget analysts were going through the Pentagon records uh, to find out where this money had got to. And then a mysterious missile, sorry, plane hit the Pentagon and blew that place up, burning up all the records, making it really hard to find out where that money went to. But that's okay because now we've got to find 20 million like twenty trillion, so it should be easier to find twenty trillion than two point one. I mean,
2: considering nice. there's more of it, you know what I mean? Okay.
1: Just yes. how how convenient? <laughs>
2: okay, I you have know? one more question for you, Alex, and that is um, this. This ties into this. Like, um, yes, yeah. so in the 1980s, for example, you had this uh, movie Predator, right? They had this invisibility thing, and like. Uh, this this creature was walking through the through the jungle and they had the ability to become invisible. And like in two thousand and four, when they went into Iraq, which had to do with the, the trade center thing, uh, they said uh, that we saw invisibility suits being used by the U.S. military. There are all these uh, little videos you can see them You're using those. Use like projection to project what is behind you, in front of you, on your suit, right? Um, okay. Now, when the military can do this um and there were maybe like 30 years ahead of like what we had right uh, with the Lockheed skunk works and everything like probably like 30 or 40 years ahead of us um these ufos can do this can be similar thing right so when we see these bright lights it's clear that they want to be seen right what do you think of that? yeah so yes i i think um
1: uh Cameron, Grant Cameron talks about this, uh, and I, I, I'm You need a magnetic
3: field to bend light around an object. In physics, that's pretty much the only thing that does it. You need a strong enough magnetic oh, yeah. field to stop the light from hitting the object, bending the light around the object. The only reason you see an object is because light is actually hitting the surface, and it's absorbing the light. If you stop that light from hitting the surface and bend it around the object, you've rendered the object pretty much invisible because there's no yeah, light hitting the way. Of the object.
2: There is a simple way, Fanny, man. That is with the projection. Like, they have this little suit, and I've seen... I've seen everybody...
3: those. I've seen the rudimentary tests of that, but nothing really conclusive came out of it. And what I did see of the video of one of these suits crossing the path of a tank at yeah. one point. Yep. Yeah that that was too too inconclusive at the time to be able to sort of ascertain anything because video editing still existed around that time and we couldn't really sort of it 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 wasn't rock solid enough for us to be able to sort of conclusively say yes or, or no you know what i mean it could have just been a blur in the image because from the footage that i saw uh it wasn't the best footage
2: of course, of course, okay, but it, it, it it's not very hard to make. Uh, with the bending of light, that's a different story, but it's not very hard to make. Um, you can have you can have these, all, all these little cameras and you have this, all these little screens on your suit. No, no, I've seen that. I've seen that. And it's not yeah. you can make it if you have the money. I mean, it's not like uh, rocket science at all. Well, I was I was asking alex like clearly these UFOs want to be seen right and and that that's and and you you're explaining something alex. I mean,
1: oh no, that's okay i it was that's fascinating what you guys were saying i, I was just saying that probably yes, um, it probably is some weird thing where like I, if I had to guess that they can't just come down and jump up and down and say we're here, it's almost like they just do enough to sprinkle in enough weirdness so that we are have to go you know seek out the answers ourselves you know our
3: biosphere you know, is also full of microbes and bacteria and toxins and all sorts uh we have to sort of keep that into consideration too
1: yeah it could be dangerous for them I'm sure just to be walking around although there's no shortage of sightings where they're just like rummaging around in someone's yard or some weirdness like that where they're out of the craft looking around uh, on, on cases where, you know, witnesses
3: have reported such Are we seeing like them that. in the suits? I mean, are we seeing them or are we seeing them in their version of a space suit?
0: I, I've heard yeah. I've heard that um, from, I, I don't know, many times on Coast to Coast, you know, a lot of times what these people are encountering are... Um, similar to what would be an android or something something that was made in a test tube and the, the, these beings are, aren't exactly ex aren't, aren't exactly uh alive like you and me they're they're, they're more like drones or, or something i've heard that several times but
2: i, I don't know for sure okay bud okay but this is this is a story that actually goes back like thousands of years into religion and stuff it's probably too long for this 30 minutes we have left uh, tyler but oh we got we got we got, we got five minutes left <laughs> yeah so <laughs> yeah if you, if you're high up in the sky and you want to keep the, up this whole religious aspect of it like you we you have the, the flying angels and everything right and when you go back into like uh history you you you, you don't want to like uh, like you, you're subjecting a whole population, a whole planet, into like uh, to your presence, right? And there has to be a, a religious kind of thing too. Like the, thousands of years ago, they they saw you as angels, right? They saw you as like uh, messengers of gods, visitors from the sky, and everything. That's like uh, probably some. Or
1: or what if what if that somehow our collective consciousness is tied into it so as we evolve so does the phenomena with our collective consciousness which is to explain why maybe uh, like back you know in the old Wild Wild West times they would see these like flying uh, boats that, they called them airships you know and over time like the phenomena the way that it's witnessed it's changed but so have we so there must be some sort of I don't know connection if i had to guess because people did see different things back through history that we don't see anymore like the airships nobody sees an airship flying around anymore but they did
2: you Mm -hmm. know back in the day yeah in the times of like the maya and everything when they built their their temples and their stories it sounds like they were like flying dragons helping right um and you have, like, but, but you do have, like, the diaries of Columbus, Christopher Columbus, who said, like, he had, like, this orb uh, coming out of the water. And whatever. So that, 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 that is, like, what is it? Five, six, almost 600 years ago? 550 years ago?
1: Christopher Columbus did also try and fuck a manatee, because he thought it was a mermaid. <laughs> Just wanted to <laughs> drop that in there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hey time not know that the to me. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Chris. Jeez. Man. Hey, I right. just I just can't hear Christopher Columbus without mentioning that,
2: so <laughs> I like to find dragon stories that there
1: Well me too, but <laughs> Oh man, that is funny. But uh yeah, before we run out of time, and so I have the chance, I, I just want to, to thank all of you for giving me the opportunity to share my story, and I, uh, I could listen to you guys for hours. You're endlessly fascinating, a cool group of people, and uh, I'll definitely be following your podcast from now on, and I just, uh, yeah, I wanted to extend my thanks, and uh, it's been really fun, and fascinating, and interesting, and intriguing, and all of those things, so I just wanted to share that while I still have time.
0: Thank you. Oh, and we have a few minutes left. Anybody with any last words? Oh, deadly was lose connection? You guys hear me?
2: No, we can hear you fine. Uh,
0: oh, yeah. No, I, I, I've i been trying to get, get an exorcist on the air, but it seems a... Uh, uh, Little more, little more difficult than uh, than, than I thought. All everybody is a lot more phonies out there than anything. A lot of them want money or something. So I have to to start rethinking uh, some topic for for our next show. Um, I don't have any real plans. Uh, we might talk about the RAF photo leak that happened this week. Uh, that's with the diamond UFO that we've been showing in the uh, podcast. Uh, as you've been seeing but we'll probably talk about that next week. Um, anybody else have any have any uh, uh, burning desires?
1: We haven't really gone into the Tartaria theories yet. That
3: could be something.
0: I don't even know what that is, but we should probably talk
2: about it. That's a kind of worm style. I mean. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. blue thing, and that there are all these these great buildings below ground, and was like some huge civilization going on. And it's like a really a can of world. It's, like it's a thing. distraction. <laughs> it could be. I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good theory to have you have a lot of fantasy to read about.
3: It's a distraction if you understand history and not this rewritten shit that's showing up on the internet now. Um, it all makes sense. Uh, it's not anything fabulous but there is a lot of Photoshop uh, going on um, but yeah it's, it's, it's well of
1: course that's why we say Tartaria theories and not yeah. Tartaria
0: history or Tartaria facts
3: uh, some people are really really grasping onto it and they're missing the real hidden history uh, which is everything that happened during the industrialization of the world and the treatment of the slaves, sorry, the workers, um, which then birthed a new political system, two of them, socialism and communism, the workers sticking together to fight the rich ruling class that was treating them, for lack of a better term, nothing more than slaves, and how much control they actually had over the population through government, and how much control they had over government during that time. That is the true hidden history this, all of this other stuff is just a distraction.
2: Alex, what do you have to say?
1: Oh, I'm just listening. I, I pretty much uh, said, said my piece, and uh, okay. I don't know. I haven't heard that theory. Uh, They've or, fooled
3: or, many into thinking the Civil War was to free African-American slaves. No, it wasn't. Everyone was a slave at that point. If you weren't part of the rich ruling class, that were the industrial moguls, uh, and you weren't part of their law system, their policing system, their doctor system, their their transport system, they like if you weren't employed by them or part of their military, you were a worker.
2: You were a slave. Okay, I man, but but pretty much, in the, it didn't matter us, what color so, you were. Uh, many of us do believe that like, at some point in time there was a great civilization, in the planet, right? Uh, yeah. Like, uh, someone yeah, built no, no. all over the world, right? So- the
3: Minoan civilization for its time, the Egyptian civilization for its time, uh, there's been many, many great civilizations that have accomplished some amazing things and influenced everyone around them. I mean, there's one island where they're still discovering a civilization buried underneath it. Oh, yeah, next to Cuba. 45 to, to 30 feet of volcanic debris. The entire island is a volcano, but has a city that's buried underneath there that predates the Romans and the Greeks by a thousand years and is far advanced to anything that the Romans and the Greeks had. And is yeah. connected
2: to the Minoan civilization on Crete. Yeah, okay. If, if you look at the area like around uh, Turkey, for example, in the desert, so yeah, like, yeah a lot of things are not being uh uh, digged out they're not digging into the because they're saying we can preserve it so they're keeping Well, there's a city of
3: tetra that had an extremely advanced water catchment system built throughout the the mountain that it's kind of built in uh that was a major trading station for thousands of years way before you know normal civilization i mean this there's heaps of little hidden gems all around the world. Um, but yeah, this it, it, it's, it all fits in the place, you know what I mean? It is pretty amazing, but this hidden Tartarian history that had hidden technology, and, and I mean, there was a certain part where Europe meets Asia, which is was considered the Tartarian area, and for a long time, that remained unexplored, and was a place of mystery and legend, and and so on and so forth. Um, because oh, yeah, of course,
2: it's it's a theory, but like in every theory, uh, for it to make sense and for it to gain any followers, there is some truth in it, right? And they're using it to make this whole theory uh, survive. Uh, some very interesting things, and, and something I, I I I didn't know it before, and I. Did confirm that they were right, right about it. I'm more than so, willing well, to hear it out. Don't
3: get me wrong. I definitely find it interesting to listen.
2: Oh, guys, I don't, yeah. mean, to, yeah. don't
3: mean to cut
0: you guys off, but uh, running out of time.
1: <laughs> Alrighty.
0: I apologize. No problem. Uh, uh, so how do we end it? Oh yeah. Um, so I don't have an I don't have a, a video guy or, or music guy, So. Um, We we will end this uh, podcast uh, right now, uh, um, but we'll be back next week, Thursday,
3: same time, uh, one o'clock Pacific time. And with that, we'll roll out.